I'm Mark Ficciani. Welcome to Forge Your Path. To see the type of impact he's been able to have on the lives of his athletes is really inspiring. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Forger Path Podcast. I've got a fun one today that this hit me last week after it happened and I thought, man, this is going to be uh, certainly a great opportunity to shed a little light on myself and to poke a little fun at myself uh, based on what occurred. But the more and more I thought about it, it had so much play when I know this topic is something that we all face. So with that little intro, let me just jump right in and explain what prompted this particular episode and the situation around it. So it's a Friday morning and my workday is rolling along great. I got a big open block, which is rare for me because leading a team of, of 16 people, there are always meetings every week that are planned to meet with each one of them one-on-one. -on -one. In addition to other department meetings I have, meetings with my CEO. So I'm probably in an average of seven meetings a day. I would say pretty much throughout the course of a week. That's it. 10 meetings a day. Sometimes there are five or six, but seven or eight is a good rough average. So I've got this rare block where I'm going to have about two free hours in between. And I know, awesome. I'm going to get a head start on writing some reviews for some upcoming colleagues that are scheduled for the week in advance. I've got some other headspace and some creative projects I want to think about for things involving my team. And so I was really looking forward to that opportunity. Well, I'm coming out of one meeting and I've got another one in a minute. And I decide I'm going to transition into the office here because there's a contractor working in my house a uh, plumber is there and doing some stuff, fixing the sink, and it's going to be noisy. So I thought, great. So one minute before the meeting starts, I'm doing work right up until that point, And then I decide it's time to move. So I make my way into the office. I, I put my computer on my desk. And with that, there's some other mail and clutter that's been placed on my desk. And... I put my coffee cup down on an uneven surface. And I wonder if you know where this is going. Well, you bet it. You guessed it. I dump an entire cup of coffee, a, a good full 12 ounces, hot coffee, directly into my open laptop. And I kid you not, it, like, it could not be more of a direct hit. I mean, it is completely saturated the entire keyboard coffee all across the table actually uh, next to my personal computer which fortunately was closed and all across everything dripping out both sides of the desk so i just say to myself oh my god did that actually just happen so i race over i grab a roll of paper towels i try to mop up the puddle of coffee on top of my computer and I jump into the meeting now I was going to be a minute early now I'm a minute late and amazing my computer works 
because I thought this is a total worst case scenario. No way this computer is going to work. So I'm in the meeting. Uh, I'm on Microsoft Teams, if you're familiar with that platform. And uh, and it's a quick meeting. It's only about 20 minutes or so. But everything's fine. It's coming in okay. And then at some point, my camera just cuts out. So I can still hear everybody, but my camera's dead. So this is not a shocker. I know what the reason is. And I think, oh, crap, here we go. So I decide to do a restart and computer comes back on, but no screen once again. And I tried again two or three more times. And at this point, I am just beside myself because what kind of idiot brings a full cup of coffee is juggling that uh, with a computer and something else in their hand and decides to put it all down at the desk at the same time. Only I could be that person. So I know this is completely my fault, 100%. And what's even worse is prior to this meeting, I had been working on some documents for about an hour and a half. And I, of course, had saved them locally. So these documents are now gone. And I pretty much come to the conclusion that uh, what else am I going to do? My, my morning is shot. And now I, I've got I've to remedy this situation. Well, amazingly, the fifth time I turn my computer back on, it takes. And so I take that moment immediately to email myself the documents I'm working on. So crisis averted there. Uh, and my screen is okay. But I call the IT department. I let them know. Uh, I say, hey, John, who's the director of IT, I can't believe what I did, but let me share the scenario. So he says, look, let's maybe we can figure something out. You're probably going to need a new laptop. So despite the fact that things are working, I know it's not a long-term solution. So John fortunately lives close to our office. Uh, our office is about an hour and five minutes from me. So I decide, let's drive down, let's get that done. We made an appointment for 1 p.m. So now, not only have I wasted an hour dealing with this scenario, I'm gonna take an hour and five minutes to drive to the office, an hour and five minutes back, plus whatever time it's gonna be to sync any old files to new files and do my login. So I thought the right ethical thing to do was to submit a half day of time off, which I did. So I did that, drove down to the office and met John. We spent about an hour or so there and actually ended up getting back around 3.30 and I was able to catch an hour and a half on my work day on the other end. So it turned out to be a little bit more productive than a half day. But I mean, have you ever heard of a dumber scenario than what just occurred? And I thought this is the ultimate example of what I would call the self-inflicted wound. The self-inflicted wound. 100% my fault, 100% I'm the guy to blame, and yet it happened. And so the more I thought about this, there are so many different self-inflicted wounds in our lives, so many different versions of it. And I thought, hey, this is an opportunity to kind of walk through how are we our own worst enemy? 
And I want to take this time to take five examples of five different self-inflicted wounds in a thought starter in an effort that hopefully after you hear this, maybe you'll think, yeah, I'm guilty of that at times. And more importantly, how can I avoid this in the future? So let me jump in and go through the five. So self-inflicted wound number one, poor planning. Poor planning. The coffee scenario is exactly that. I'm 60 seconds before a meeting's happening. I'm racing in with a cup of coffee and moving into the other room. Whereas, why didn't I just do that a half an hour ago? Why didn't I move to the office knowing I've got this meeting happening at 9.30? Why don't I take my time, bring the cup of coffee in separately, as I've successfully had six years of not spilling my coffee on my computer before, why don't I just, with a little planning, do things the right way? But I didn't. So poor planning, to me, is the ultimate self-inflicted wound. Because so many times, you can attribute a scenario or a mini crisis or just a frustrating situation to be because of a lack of planning. It's really just a lack of planning. I think about all the time. Um, different aspects of different days that maybe could have gone better or different situations. It just simply comes down to that. So let's call poor planning self-inflicted wound number one. How do you solve that? Pretty simple. Take the time and plan better. Think about what it is that you need to achieve in a given day, chunk it out, and then execute accordingly. Uh, in this case, Trying to compress everything and doing things right up until the moment before is simply poor planning. So that was 100% on me and one that obviously I'm working to avoid in the future. Self-inflicted wound number two, being late. Being late. I'm amazed at how many different scenarios I hear from people. And the refrain is always the same thing. I'm running late today. Or I was on time, but then I hit traffic. Or I would have been on time, except the, for the fact that I couldn't find, my, uh, couldn't find my hairbrush. So I had to spend two minutes looking for it. And then that caused me to be late. What's the common thread there? Attributing blame to somebody else. Being late is 100% your fault. Um, if I'm the one that has to break this to you and that's the tough truth, then let me be the bearer of bad news. If you blame somebody else for being late, you got it, you're deluding yourself. You're absolutely deluding yourself. It's amazing to me how some people live their lives in constant denial of the fact that, guess what? You know how you avoid being late? You set the alarm 15 minutes earlier. You start the process of departure 15 minutes earlier. And so if you're somebody that is late, well, let me be that bear of bad tidings. It's your fault. It's not anybody else's fault. It's simply yours. So maybe that ties to poor planning, but being late is the ultimate self-inflicted wound. Because whether it's late for work, late for a practice, late for a a dinner date with people. Nothing says I'm more important than you and I value my time more than yours than being late. 
because it's the ultimate sign to me of being self-engrossed and just a lack of care of expectations. And it really just reeks of entitlement. So if you got a problem with being late, it's a self-inflicted wound. Plan better, get the time, and you'll be able to just honor the commitment of whatever you've got to do. So being late, self-inflicted wound number two. Look, I've been there. I'm not going to say I never have been late before, but I know that this is ultimately one that on my worst day, sure, I blame traffic and I've I blame the weather and I blame other people, but really when it comes down to it, we all have the ability to be on time. Self-inflicted wound number three, disorganization. Disorganization. This one is one I definitely need to continue to work on because it's not that I don't get a great deal done in every given day. I find myself to be very productive and I will accomplish a lot. But I also know there's an opportunity cost. I know there have been times where I've done something, but because I didn't save the document in the right place, I had to recreate it. I know that in talking to my daughters just the other day, we spoke about the situation where they did the homework and they couldn't find the sheet and they had to do it again. Here's another one. I don't know how many different logins we have these days. And I know there are systems to help with this, but between different bank accounts, credit cards, uh, 401k, 529 plan, and just regular software logins, there are a lot of different passwords to organize. And without that kind of hub, I do spend time going back to hit the old, forgot my password. Now I gotta go get the link, it has to get sent, I've got to go check my email and then have to then punch the new code in and then I'll have the ability to set a new code until I forget the next time and do the same process. Or I've got to then go to the two-factor authentication, go get my other device to be able to go through this reset password nightmare that happens far too often. So disorganization. Uh, in the old wallet and keys, anybody ever guilty of misplacing those really big self-inflicted wound simply putting things in the same place every day easiest way to be able to handle that but i think we've been there for me a big one that happened was my airpod case twice in a year and a half i misplaced it and it was just lost time unfortunately i eventually had to buy another set of airpods and at some point the case which wasn't left in the same ideal spot every day, went by the wayside and I lost time looking for it. So disorganization, big self-inflicted wound. And I think if we can get a better handle on organization, we're gonna enhance our productivity and have less headaches. Self-inflicted wound number four, procrastination. Procrastination. I remember distinctly uh, a time when I was just starting out my coaching business and I sent somebody an invoice and actually that's not right. Let me backtrack. They told me to send them an invoice for the work and it was just getting started. It was one of my first families I was working with. 
And so I remember getting that request. At the time, I thought, embarrassingly, I really don't know exactly how to send an invoice. I better look into that. Well, a day passed, a couple of days passed, a week passed, a couple of weeks passed, and I was acutely aware I had yet to send this invoice. At some point, a certain degree of time had elapsed. I can't remember what it was exactly. Maybe it was 60 days, maybe it was 90 days, but by simply procrastinating on that, I felt as though I was too embarrassed to send the invoice. I, I couldn't look myself in the mirror and feel good about the fact to say, hey, I know that uh, you asked me to do this three months ago, but now I'm sending this to you. So procrastination is a rough one. I know the other day I had a situation where, to me, a delayed thank you falls in the same category. Um, one of my daughter's great teachers and mentors uh, was instrumental in helping them with their bat mitzvah project and getting things underway. And I thought to myself, hey, you know what? After the bat mitzvah, I really want to write him a great thank you note. I want to do a handwritten one. I don't want to just send an email and I want to send a proper thank you note. Well, a day went by, a week went by, a couple of weeks went by. Finally, it's about three and a half weeks later. And I say to myself, I'm going to get this done by tomorrow. Like I literally had the note and I had laid it out and set time for it. Wouldn't you know, I go to the Bagel Chateau in Madison that morning and there he is. I bump into him. So I gave my best heartfelt thank you in person. And yes, I did write the note the next day, but this was just a well-intended effort that got sabotaged by my own procrastination. Now, I'm usually somebody that gets things done in a timely manner, but I know on my worst day, I've been guilty of that procrastination. And sure, I bet this teacher did appreciate the note, but it just wouldn't have had so much more weight had I done it the week after the bat mitzvah. Of course it would have. So procrastination is self-inflicted wound number four. So my fifth and final one, what is it? Distraction. Big D, I think right now, this is our biggest self-inflicted wound that's out there just because we are getting pulled in so many different directions. And I think that anybody listening to this would be guilty and admit that they are guilty of being distracted from time to time. So I think that this is maybe the biggest one to try to solve. And what are the strategies around it? Just choosing to be focused on the task at hand. I was literally in the gym this morning and I was almost done with my workout. And I think I wanted to set a timer between sets. So I started a walk because I was also trying to get some steps between sets. And I literally walked right into a block, a wood block that I didn't see below me as I was holding my phone. Well, I made this embarrassing, awkward stumble. Phone flies out of my hand and certainly crisis averted. I didn't have a, any kind of a real issue or an injury, but you know what? It was pretty stupid. It was pretty embarrassing. And uh, all I needed to do was focus. Why couldn't I just focus on taking the steps or the set itself or not worrying so much about the timer? I'm trying to do three things at once. And because I'm distracted, something happens. I think all of us know 
that texting and driving is about the worst thing you can do. It's pretty much equivalent to drug driving because of the level of distraction. I don't know the stats on it, but my guess is the more and more we collect data, I'm sure it's epidemic proportions. So it's really something to think about distraction. And even if it isn't going to be that scenario where I got the phone that flies out of my hand and I bump into the block, can you honestly say that you're giving your best when you're trying to multitask? How many times have you given a half-ass effort? Or maybe maybe someone you love, you're giving them half-ass attention because you're at the dinner table and you're looking at your phone. To me, that's a self-inflicted wound because we only get so many days on this earth. We only get so many moments. And if we're busy doing two or three or five things at once, I got to be honest, we're really not doing anything. So if we can try to strive to cut down distraction and to do the thing, the thing that's important, which is whatever you're doing at the time, I think you're going to have a lot more present experience. So that's my fab five on the five self-inflicted wounds. Again, I've been there on all of them with poor planning, being late, disorganization, procrastination, and distraction. But I think all these are comparable. If you have, first of all, that self-awareness to say, yep, I'm guilty. And then the intention to say, yep, I'm going to do better. So as you head into this week, maybe think about that. Which is the number one for you on that list? And more importantly, what are you going to do about it to try to turn that self-inflicted wound into a success story? So that's all I got for you today. Thanks for listening. I appreciate everybody sharing the word on the podcast. And so if you like this episode, please send it to three people. Spread the message on Forge Your Path as we keep building this community and getting more and more great people involved and getting the message out each week. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next time.